Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again, folks. Broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from atop Old Smokey. It's Ben, the King of Wiener Slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third-grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association, Ben'sCarts.com, Whiskey by the Jug and Donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. Hey, folks, you're listening live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. We have got a super show prepared for you tonight, and we're glad you joined us. We have... um, we're going to be covering a lot of stuff and try to do it as quickly as possible, but answer any questions that come up. Um, I know that I received some questions on the um, well through the email from the blog um, when I uh, posted what we would be talking about tonight. We're talking tonight about expanding hot dog vending business. Um, we were going to try to mix into this show, have um, Deb on with the Mobile Food Vendor Association to go over this new um, deal with, I guess it's Food Network and stuff. There was a newsletter sent out, and I know some people had some questions, but we're going to try to cover that this, either at a special show this coming or this week or that next Tuesday show. If you are listening and looking for the chat room, um, if you will go to mymfva.org, the chat room is there. Um, I have, I need to check real quick and make sure that I think that we have Rob on the line. Rob, are you there with me? Got Rob, to my Rob. mute button. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I could, I could be heard. And I think that we also have Jason on the line. Um, Jason, are you there? Yes, sir. All right. You have a good week, Jason? Yeah, I can't complain. I'll tell you what, um, I... I got a um, a link to photo bucket of your kick butt rig um, set up with yeah, signage. I was just playing. I was just playing photo bucket right before the show. Figured I better do something so I can you know get a picture up. Well, I like it. And if y'all are wondering what we're talking about, if you go over to my MFVA's forum, um, the post it was posted in the forum. Probably, what, about 30, 45 minutes ago? Yeah, maybe. a couple of things today. He, Jason has a new rig, and it is a stand-in rig that he's been working on for um, months. It is sharp, and I love the love hot dog. <laughs> I just think, I think that's awesome. So, um... I don't know if did, Rob. Do you got any news for us this week? Anything going on? Kicking? Um, no. I just had a kick butt week slinging dogs, and 
I'll probably mention that a little bit later on in the show, but uh, it's uh, been a good week. Well, I'd love it. I know that Jason last um, week told everybody about this deal with Chase giving away well, it's a it's a grant they're doing, and in that grant, um, they have, um, I guess I think it's three million dollars that they're putting out, and yeah. it's going to give us the as far as it gives small businesses an opportunity to apply. But you have to be voted on by customers, and you have to have 250 votes. Um, we announced this. I think you announced this last week, Jason. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to get other people. I know Jody posted a couple of places, and uh, you know I forget all the names. A bunch of our you know members have been posting. So you know if anybody can get that link and repost it, and you know you can only vote once, unfortunately, but uh, get as many people as we can voting. I would love it. I would be um, forever grateful to any of y'all that would vote for me. Um, I, I know that um, they're my friends, and they're good people, and that is Joel over at DreamMaker Hot Dog Carts. He reached his, He went over his votes. He did, he got more than he needed. And um, so I, um, I guess to save face, I'm going to beg tonight that um, y'all share with your friends. It's not it, – it's – Weird how they set it up, but if you go to the Facebook page, you can even grab the link and post it on your Facebook. But you click on that Chase thing, and then in the search box, type in Ben's Carts, all one word, and it will pull me up and just click vote. You don't have to go anywhere else. You do have to sign in with Facebook to use their site. Um, that's Chase's way of, um, I think, getting friends and um, just verifying that you're real. So if you would um, – if you would, after the show or during the show, would go over and vote for me, I'd be um, forever grateful. Now, um, I don't know that I have – I have had a hectic day, and I wasn't able to write down all of the different news stuff that I had been sent through the week. I know I posted on Twitter, but – there's been some new stuff. There's been some vendors that have made some, uh, you know, Rob has had a phenomenal last few days and all with changing a few things. Um, and there's several vendors that have really started to take off. They found the right location or they changed their menu up a little bit. So it's pretty neat. Um, I, I, I hopefully Rob's going to share more of that with us tonight, but I want to go ahead and get started. Um, with the blog article, if you want to follow along, there's really not much there on the blog other than kind of a, you know, it kind of tells you what we're going to be doing. But I wanted to talk about expanding your vending business, but I wanted to cover all the aspects of that because it's it's a bigger thing than saying, I'm going to get me three carts or I'm going to have 25 carts because now you have to come up with, are you going to find all those locations? Are you going to put the carts there permanently? Are you going to handle the carts? Are you going to hire people to handle the carts? Are you going to hire them and pay them hourly? Are you going to subcontract them? Are you going to 1099 them? Are you going to lease them the cart? Or are you just going to lease them the location? Are you going to rent the cart and then lease the location? There's a blue million ways to do it. And I don't know if there is a 100% right way. But I did over the weekend, talk to some vendors that are doing it. 
so that I could get some more suggestions and ideas on what they're using to do and from what I've done and just the vendors I've talked to over the years. So, um, Jason and Rob, feel free to jump in at any point if you have any ideas or any thoughts. What I would like to do is kind of give out an idea and tell the, give the positives or the pros and cons of that idea. It's like when you say, well, I'm going to just hire them. I'm going to pay them $8 an hour, let them keep their tips. I'm going to just hire them. Well, that sounds good on paper, but then there's a lot of baggage that comes with that. And so each one of these will have baggage, and I want to present that so that when somebody's making that decision, they know. Um, I get calls that from you know some, I hate to say zealous, but they're, they're gung-ho, they're ambitious, and they go, I'm going to buy five carts. What's your best deal on five carts? And I go, I don't want to sell you five carts. If you're just starting out, I do not want to sell you multiple carts. I will... But I don't want to, and I'm going to tell. I'm going to try to discourage it. So if you call me up and want ten carts, I'm going to try to discourage you from getting ten carts. And the reason why is because unless you already have a plan and laid out a method to 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 what you're going to do, the odds of your success or a slow, you know, it, are, are slim. Otherwise, it's going to be slow and painstaking, a lot of mistakes, and a lot of carts sitting not used. Well, why buy them if you're not going to use them yet? So I say buy a cart or two and let those make the money to pay for the next carts instead of you coming out of pocket and having a bigger, um, I guess, nut to crack or a bigger um, a bigger debt that you have to overcome. So you can return on your investment quicker by going and starting with one or two carts than trying to buy four or five. Um, obviously, I love, I, I'd love to sell you 10 carts, but I'd love to, for it to be after your second year or something when you said, hey, I've got these 15 carts running. They're doing great. I've got more locations lined up. Now I'm going to buy some more carts. Well, that's a whole different deal. But I don't want you to – I don't want to discourage someone and someone think they can just jump right in, start making money, and put all these carts out immediately. It's tricky. And so that's what I want to cover tonight. Um, I have a new disclaimer um, that I'm fixing to play you. And this is um, – let me find it. Let me find it. Um, from our friend Rob, sent some more clips over, more stingers, and um, stuff for the radio show. So thanks again, oh, Rob. <laughs> he That is amazing what he's able to do, but listen to this. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host or the station is engaging in rendering legal, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. Since the details of your situation are fact-dependent, you should additionally seek the services of a competent professional. Hey, you know what else I'd like to do tonight is I'd like to give away a brand new umbrella. Um, this is a nine-foot umbrella. You can have your choice of solid red, solid yellow, or the brand new red-yellow alternating panels. If you and haven't these seen them, go- are kick-butt umbrellas. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> and it's going to be 98 degrees on Friday, and my new location has 
Zero Shade. Oh, my goodness. Are you, setting up cool down. Two, are you setting up your two umbrellas? Oh, absolutely. Wrong? There's no other way to do it other than two umbrellas, in my opinion. Unless you got restrictions, like city restrictions, something weird, no tables on the street, no whatever, something funky, uh, two umbrellas is the only way to go. Well, I um I may have to look into that as far as adding that as an add-on to the cart so you can have you know one on each end and it may help me get rid of um about a million um five foot umbrellas. I have burgundy. <laughs> I have burgundy umbrellas that are five foot market umbrellas, just like the nine foot ones. They're just five foot and they're burgundy. Um, I could um lay blame. Um, but I'm not going to. But we um, we bought these stupid things, and we got too many of them. I have them below what I paid for them um, on the website. I think through the end of the month for ten dollars and ninety five cent a piece. Um, and so if you need some umbrellas, now would be the time to buy them. Even if you don't do anything but use them as firewood, that's cheap. <laughs> and uh, you can use them, you can use them on the picnic table too at home. Exactly. Yeah. Back. Exactly. Enough to be for the cart. No, but if you're going to do a two, you know, if you have a little cart and you want to put up two umbrellas, you could. Um, you could. A guy sent me a picture today of his cart set up, and he had a little um, ice shaving machine thing. I guess whatever that's called, Italian ice, with the flavors. And mm-hmm. he had a separate table with it, and he had an umbrella over it and an umbrella over his cart. So if you need any umbrellas. Um, just um, hit us up there over at um, the Ben's Cart store, um, and we'll be happy to help you out. Now, um, tonight, though, we're going to give away an umbrella. I have no idea if anybody has any suggestions how we pick somebody. Um, we can do a call-in or whatever, but um, I'd love it if um, I lay the burden over on one of you, Jason or Rob, to come up with a way to give that away tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> See? That, what an evil genius I am! <laughs> I, I defer. I defer to the link master. He's pretty good at coming up with a few of those things, and Let's I'm do sure it. he'll play something it. here in a minute. Let's do it. Let's uh, have Brian, the link master, figure out who is going to um, win the umbrella tonight. Yeah, see, that, now Brian just posted a good thing. He said, "You know, shoot, he could sell those umbrellas at the beach for you." There you go, Brian. Buy a bunch of those, and you can sell them. You can run them down there at the beach. Whole <laughs> other yeah. sideline for you. You probably could. Um, the the um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, ten dollars a day rent, and uh, you pretty much got them all paid for first day. Profitable yeah, exactly. there going forward. He's got that big suburban man. Ben could ship up a whole load of them, and you know, and he's got Ben find you a good deal on some chairs. Right, okay. I could ship you, Brian, like you know, a thousand or fifteen hundred tomorrow. Just holler at me, and I'll get those started in the morning. <laughs> Back of his spur is gonna be dragging on the ground. <laughs> Maybe he could even get uh, Snoop Dogg to come out and do a little promotional for him while he's on the beach. Uh, oh my uh, doing gosh, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Uh, I'd love it. Yeah, no. What he needs to do is get the umbrellas, and then he can put. Umbrellas provided by, and put his card information there, and you know he can put them out. Tell so people just come buy lunch from me, and I'll let you use an umbrella for the day. There you go. Heck yeah, we got to figure it out. New business. 
Yeah, or twenty dollars. Tell them they can pay twenty dollars and they can have it. It's rent there for the go. day, and they get to take it home as a souvenir. Yep, and you give them a hot dog. You give them one lunch special. <laughs> there you go. Or I got a better <laughs> idea. You make five gallon jugs. I mean, fifty-five gallon jugs of lemonade and use it as a umbrella in the hey. drink. Oh yeah, and have have like nine hundred straws coming out of it. And people That's stand right. around like a cow it's, it's like it's like it's like one of those uh, you know one of those fancy umbrella drinks like you get in Hawaii oh, when you're on vacation. John just posted on the forum. He said Happy Meal toy. There you go, Brian. Use them as a Happy Meal toy. <laughs> and and I assume is everybody at the public chat? Is that where we are tonight? Yes. Okay, I just logged into there. Um, there's not a gob of people, is there? Is is um, Brian there? Yeah, Linkster. Gotcha. Yep, he's there. All right. I had a $20, uh, $20 hot dog, get a free umbrella, he just posted. <laughs> That'd be I have to tell you what, that's not a bad thing, man. That's not a bad idea. I mean, if anybody, you know, any one of our group is at a prime location for that, I mean, I don't know how many other people at the beach, but Brian's got this... Awesome view. I mean, he makes me sick to my stomach every time he posts a view from his office because, you know, he's got the water, the, ba- the beach, the girls. I mean, he's got a beautiful view, man. I'm officially jealous when he posts pictures from work. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, welcome to the Space Dog Cantina. Can I take your order? Yeah, uh, two Space Dogs with ketchup. Did you say ketchup? Uh, yeah. You need to go to learnhotdogs.com and learn about space dog etiquette. Hey, easy. Plus, you can watch the free training videos. I'll go. Link to the radio show and check out the selection of used cards they have. Used cards? You can also sign up and earn points and get free stuff. Free stuff? Yeah. You think I paid for all this stuff? Learnhotdogs.com. The best wiener website in the galaxy. Want to do this right? Want to succeed and faster than most? Take advantage of LearnHotDogs.com and all it has to offer. Then check out Ben's free video training. And then head on over to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. It's all free. So get on over and start growing the knowledge. We now return you live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. And Jason. <laughs> hey, we've got uh, Jason on the line with us tonight. We've got Rob on the line with us tonight. If you are listening and would like to call in um, and ask a question during the show, feel free to do so. You may have to hold a little bit. Um, um, last week we had four or five people call in, and they um, they had pressed the option one. For to talk to a host, but we just didn't have time. We ran out of time. But we have um, the number is four two four two five eight nine three six four. You can call in, listen live, and it mutes you automatically. Or you can go press option one when you call in, and you'll be put in queue to talk to us. And we'd love to talk to you if you have a suggestion during the show, or if you have multiple carts and you figured out something that works for you. That's what we want to discuss. Now, why in the world would a vendor want multiple carts? Um, There's several reasons. One is you have found multiple locations or at least two locations that are jamming 
and you don't want to leave one to go to the other. You want to capitalize on both. That would be a good time to get a second cart. Um, not get six second carts, but get a second cart. That would be the time to do it. You would get a second cart, but now there is a challenge ahead of you or some decisions to make. And some of those decisions, and this will apply through the, the whole entire, any reason you come up with for having multiple carts, these issues will come up, these stumbling blocks or these um, challenges. So here's the first thing that will come up. Do you want to have employees? When you hire um, or become an employer, you are now responsible required by law to have workman's comp. Um, you are required to do payroll deductions. When I say payroll deductions, if any of you have worked for someone else before, they take out your taxes for you. When you have an employer, they pay half of your Social Security. I think it's 7.5%. He pays, and or the employer pays, and then 7.5% comes out of your check. So they do, it saves a little on Social Security for you personally, but that's all reflective in the rate of pay because they know that going into it when they hire you. Instead of telling you $10 an hour, that's why they've told you eight fifty. So that's how that works is they, you're going to have those responsibilities. You're going to have to get workman's comp, and workman's comp in some states I know, like, you know, here we have, I'm allowed to have up to five, I think, employees, payrolled employees without workman's comp. But let me tell you how that works. If I was to get five employees and didn't pay workman's comp and one of them get hurt, it's my butt. They come after me. So workman's comp, it's just like insurance on your cart. It's a must-have if you're going to have employees. So the benefit of having employees, though, is you can expect a little more from them. You can grow your business quicker. It's easier to find someone that will just follow a set of rules than it is to find someone that is independent, motivated, and doesn't want to immediately become your competition, which we'll talk about. That's a negative of another way. But when you do, um, when you become an employer, You've immediately got workman's comp, you've got social security taxes, and you've got federal income taxes and state income taxes, if your state collects those, that you have to deduct. That means more software, and there's some cheap software that it will run all that, and it's not the end of the world. QuickBooks does it and um, several others, but it's not a huge, huge process. I just want you to be aware that, that that's out there, that that is, to me – a negative that comes along with having employees is having this extra burden of liability and extra burden of responsibility. So before you jump right in and think, oh, I'm going to hire my cousin and I'm going to hire my neighbor because um, he's out of work, think, go through this a little bit and make sure it's what you want to do. Um, let's see, let's see. Um Jason or Rob, do you have anything to add to that that you know of of the the benefits of having employees or the negatives to having employees? 
Oof. I, I guess I can talk to the negative. Um, you know, everybody thinks more cards, more money. It doesn't always, you know, doesn't always mean that. Something you got to think through, make sure you, know, you got good, dependable people, because you know it can really turn out to be more headache than it's actually worth, and make less money. But on the other side, you can find great locations and good people. Uh, just you know, really need to do your due diligence and your homework on it. I um, somebody just posted up um, that don't forget unemployment insurance, which is another one. In some states, you're required to carry unemployment insurance, and that way, if they become unemployed, they have the right to file unemployment against you. That can be contested, but bottom line is is they can collect off that. Well, you want an insurance company to back up that claim. And that's why unemployment insurance exists. I don't know all the ins and outs of um, unemployment insurance, but it it is another liability in this. Now, another liability you have is when you have employees, you have to maintain a safe work environment. That's OSHA regulations. So when you have employees working for you at a cart, um you now have to take them through some kind of training, something to limit your liability when they burn themselves and sue you and and you're their employer and you go, well, they should have known it was going to be hot. And, you, and they go, well, you should have had stickers. Did you do the proper training to teach them what areas are hot? Well, I figured everybody assumed fire was hot, and so I didn't think I needed a sticker on the burners. But... You know, you've got all these extra things, and because you're working with a burning unit, you know, fire and um, explosive gas, it can be trickier. It's why you go into McDonald's, nobody lighting pilot lights, nobody's lighting burners, they got push buttons. And so it's because of the, the risk, the inherent risk that's involved in having um, employees. Um, what do you think? You, were, you sound I can, like you're fixing I can speak to the advantages of having an employee over you know, the other options of leasing and whatever. A, if you're going to go through the effort of going to get the locations, um, and you've done all your homework as far as what works uh, on the, your cart, and you've got a certain look or a certain... Um, a lot of things, you know, a certain way you want things done and, and all those uh, issues. With an employee, you have much more control over them to make sure that they do uh, it your way. Um, or if you're in a lease situation, that you found the location, but they're leasing the cart back and this, that, and the other, I mean, it's unless you word the leasing correct, uh, I mean, you know, that you can do away with the lease at any time and stuff. With an employee, you at least have some control um, over the situation um, that you're trying to maintain. Because, you know, if you work very hard to get these locations and they're good locations, you don't want somebody to lose them for you, um, you know, because you don't have any control over them to go back in and fix some of the issues, you know. So that's one of the positives I can say towards having employees is, is the actual control you get. Uh, when you, you know, have an employee. 
you touched on a good one, and and that is a hundred percent true because there's some negatives that come with subcontractors, and right. there's some you know worthless pieces of paper you can get them to sign called non-competes and stuff like that. Right. But right. when it all sure. comes down in the wash, you have more control being an employer or an employer-employee relationship than you would right. had you subcontracted. Which we're going to go through that, but I'm glad you brought that up because I, I it just slipped slipped me completely. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole thing that uh, concerns me. If you're just out leasing carts and they go and do their own thing and they get their own locations and stuff, that's totally different. And I know we're going to touch on that later, but with this situation, if you're going to be kind of uh, the keeper of the gate and you're going to scout the locations, get them and put them in place, and then try getting somebody to work the cart for you through some some way to get around or make it, I don't want to say get around, but get make it easier to get through the, the hoops of hiring an employee such as, uh, you know, workman's comp and all that. So, well, I'll just turn them into a 1099 and I'll do this and I'll subcontract it out and I'll do whatever. Well, do you really truly have control over them at that point? Uh, and you know, right. in my opinion, not like, not like a true employee-employer relationship. I agree with you. Um, let's, um, let's move on to an, uh, another um, part of this. We'll be right back, folks. Faster than a speeding bullet? Not likely. From high atop the Great Smoky Mountains, it's Ben! Spreading truth, justice, and the American way. With his trusted sidekick, Rob, it's HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Over one hour of real guests, real vendors, and the real truth about life, lemonade, and the pursuit of a good wiener. Brought to you by Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. So stay tuned, sit back, and enjoy the show. Here's Ben. Folks, you're listening live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio, and we are broadcast every Tuesday night from 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to about 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. If you are listening and would like to join in in the chat room, they have set one up over at my m y m f v a that stands for mobile food vendor association dot org dot o r g if you go to my m f v a dot org and click on the free chat, you will be able to link up with a lot of vendors and um be chatting away and they welcome you over there. Mobile food vendor Association is one of the sponsors. For the Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Mobile Food Vendors Association, MyMFVA.org. If you like specials and freebies and discounts off carts from the leading manufacturers, you need to check out MyMFVA.org. You can get discounts on everything you will need to run a successful business. They'll even tell you where you can buy all those necessities at the absolute lowest price. For more details, visit MyMFVA.org. Yep, they're too sexy for their carts. It's Ben and Rob on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. You're listening live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. We've got Rob on the line and um, Jason on the line with us tonight. Jason just posted up some pictures tonight. If you get a chance to go over to the forum at mymfda.org, you can go to his link. Um, you can also email Jason if you have any questions. Um, Jason has has really been a huge benefit with um, helping 
take some of the vendor questions um, during the show and after the show and through the week. Rob helps people. You can call Rob. Rob's listed over on the one-on-one training at learnhotdogs.com. Um, there is a ton of people that are out there that are willing to help you. Um, Deb and um, Kelly. Once I start with the names, then I Jody, then I get f- yeah, Jody Kevin. Brian. Um, yeah, um, Darren was helping somebody the other day I saw um, on the uh, forum. Uh, I love it. I love the fact that everybody's together helping each other become more successful, not looking for, you know, um, free information, free free stuff to get, um, you know, I guess to take advantage of people. And that's not happening here. So I love it. If you want to call into the show, call 424-258-9364. You can listen silently or you can press option one and talk to one of us live. Um, let's get back to this, um, this, you know, growing your business and the challenges and obstacles and the benefits of doing that. Um, one of the things that you'll notice when you find a good location is that you don't want to work seven days a week. And you'll find that you'll get burned out quickly if you try to work too much. And this should be fun. You need to have a happy, smiley face when people come up instead of look like you've just been beat and drugged through the briar patch. So if you will, um, consider if you find a location that is good and is making enough money, You'll be able to weigh it out and go, could I afford to put somebody in there three days a week for me? And that's another reason to have an employee or have someone that would like to, and we'll talk about these other options, is maybe rent your cart or lease your cart. They could lease your cart for three days a week. You could offer it to them with a location because you already have it. So you could say, listen, this location's averaging $217 a day. It's three hours or four hours. You're welcome to work longer. My rent for that is $50 a day or whatever. But then you have a whole new set of things. One, you need a contract. If you go over to learnhotdogs.com, I put one on that blog. Um, But... You can find some on the web, but either way, you will need some type of an agreement between you and that person because what you want to ensure is that they represent you well, that they um, handle food safely, and that they abide by any rules or conditions you have set. Even though they're renting the cart, you're providing basically a walk-in way for them to make more money. If they want to take it in the evening and go to a birthday party, they could. Or you could say, no, you can't. But either way, you are opening yourself up for more liability, but you're also getting rid of some headaches that come along with having employees. When you just hand somebody the keys to your hot dog cart and you say, listen, Sam has the hot dogs or Cisco has the hot dogs, and you let them do that stuff, you can um, kind of wash your hands of it. A lot of us who have done this, you know, done multiple carts, I required them to go get bonded, which meant they could go to an insurance company like Allstate, State Farm. Uh, there's tons of them that do it, and they get a bond for ten thousand dollars. I think is the minimum bond. It's fifty bucks a year, and it means if they default on their rent or they do something 
wrong and cause some civil liability, that ten grand gets paid to you. Rob and I have talked about this before, but you will also want to carry liability insurance. Um, liability on them and you. Basically, you want to make sure your policy covers you having someone else running your cart because you don't want that person to be out there representing you wearing your T-shirt, logos, and everything at your location and they don't screw the propane valve on tight or don't check it with the soapy water or whatever and or they turn the burner almost off, the wind blows it the rest of the way out and it continues to leak out and a fire ensues and um, and you have a Michael Jackson incident. You don't want those types of things because then you get sued. I have yet to hear of any horror stories of things like this, but if you want to be prepared and you want to be successful, you have to think of all the possibilities or try to come up with all the possibilities of the ways that could risk or jeopardize your business. So it's why I liked putting somebody out there or either just renting them the cart straight out. Okay, you can rent the cart just like you go rent a chainsaw. Go rent my cart. You can use it under my license. That's why it's 75 a day. And you can take it wherever you want as long as you get approved. Um, and so you can set the stipulations. The contract I have over at LearnHotDogs.com has that in it. It has a lot of stipulations that you can adjust and change to fit your needs or requirements. Now, um, I kind of did some good and bad. Uh, Rob, or Jason, do you have anything? Are you using your old microphone ear, earpiece because it's doing the, the old uh, goat on a string trick again? Is it? Is it? Yep. Okay, okay, okay then, then and it's Chase, I'll come talk to my sister self for a few minutes, minutes and, and, and I'm going to a couple minutes, and I'm and going, going to, to uh, switch, switch, switch it over. It over. Um, um, and, and, and I think it's charged charge that I can, that do, I can it. do it. Um, um, so, so if y'all can discuss some of those, uh, the ins and outs, the pros and cons of that, I'll uh, get this disconnected and reconnected. Great. So there, Rob? Yep. I couldn't understand any of that, so. <laughs> I couldn't either, hardly. Sorry, guys, we had a little technical difficulty with the uh, microphone earpiece that Ben's going to I think he wanted us to it. talk about some benefits and, and drawbacks. Um, well, talking about leasing carts and so forth. Yeah. Um, one thing that I looked at doing, I had some people approach me about leasing my cart. And, you know, that's all well and good, but, you know, I have a problem. Uh, most people don't have anything. What I mean by that is they don't have ketchup bottles. They don't have um, tongs. They don't have anything. You know, they're just wanting to come in and lease your cart. If they don't have all that stuff, they're not prepared. So one option that I looked at when people approach and say, hey, I'd like to get in the hot dog cart business, but I can't. Will you lease me yours? I don't have the money, this, that, and the other, or whatever. You could advertise it as this way. Um, and what I told one gentleman was, yes, I will, if you will buy everything except for the cart, even a griddle insert, buy your own pans, buy your own, and give him a punch list or her a punch list or whoever you want to do this with of everything they need duplicated like you have that you know that they will use. Now, if you have six ketchup bottles 
and you don't use all six in a day, you might use you know, two and then have two as a backup, then just tell them to get four. They don't have to have everything you have, but in general, have a punch list of everything they have. This does a couple things. A, it keeps them from using your stuff, losing your stuff, breaking your stuff, whatever the case may be, and they don't go to a job site unprepared, whether it be, again, renting it just to try it on their own with the location they found or maybe one of your locations. But it also gives them um, a little skin in the game, we like to call it. It gives them um, where they've invested a small amount of money um, to get started, but yet you're willing to work with them long-term and, and maybe help them get a cart, get a location, whatever. However you can work it out as a business model is fine. But at the end of the day, I think if somebody has a little skin in the game, they take care of things a little more. They're, they're a little more serious about what they're doing. So it ain't going to be where they're renting, renting your cart just for a couple of days and then, I don't know, man, I don't think I want to get in the hot dog business. If they're willing to save up some money, that shows they're a serious person about business in general, life in general, that kind of thing. So that was my kind of little thing I wanted to do if I was going to do any type of cart leasing is not lease anything other than the cart itself. If it comes with a grill, fine. They have to have their own griddle insert or whatever that you can buy usually extra with most grills. That way when the cart, they get the cart clean, they bring it back clean, just like you left it. And they're, they're all the pans and stuff, they take home. So that was one of the things that I looked at if I was going to do it is that's the way uh, – that's the clean, easy way. The other easy way, uh, the other way to do it, I don't know about easy, is um, I think in one of Ben's videos he interviews um, um, Dick Christensen, the uh, um, Mustard's Last Stand gentleman, and he does – he supplies everything but the labor, he says. So and he charges uh, or he pays a dollar a sandwich. So he has a, he has a location, he has the cart, he has everything, and he hires them to come in and run the cart, and they get paid a dollar a sandwich to make the sandwich, the labor portion of it. He'll supply them the material, he'll supply them everything, and at the end of the night, he pays them whatever he looks and see how much inventory they use, pays them up, and they get you know um, ever how much that is plus their tips. You know, there's the other option you can look at. I there's several there's several ways that that we could um that one can go about it. One of the the trickier, or uh, not trickier, but the I guess let me put it this way. Ben, Ben, you're now clear on your uh, voice, but it sounds like you're like a a little further away from your mic or something. I don't know. Like uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of low in volume, if you will. I don't know what to do to change that. Um, it's not quite as loud as the other mic, but it's at least clear. So, how about now? Any better? Any better? Yeah, it's um, a little bit better, I guess. Can you recite some poetry and we can you know, give you a review? I'm going to cross something different here um, with a different headset. Um, you know, everything I've got is cheap. You know, my wife, I say, I need a new headset. My wife gets a dollar general and give me one, you know, for $2. <laughs> she goes, this will last you a while. 
um, I am trying to put up a different headset so y'all bear with me. But one, I'll try to keep talking if I can um, look and talk at the same time. But the uh, what I'd like to do is run through one just so you know what to expect. If you Sorry for all the um, technical difficulties, folks, but um, I'm not, uh, we're just uh, not professional enough. I don't have the right um, tools and equipment to make all this work properly, but the, let me get to this. The, today, right now today, if I was going to lease out a cart, I would probably um, find a location. I would find, I'd, I'd hand them a cart that's licensed, ready to go. I would train them on food safety, have them take the food. Um, I would go over some of the safety issues on the cart itself. I would go over some of what we expect to serve. All those things we learned a week ago about if you drop your spatula, those steps and tricks of the trade, we would go over so that they knew exactly how to operate that car. I would probably work it with them for a day if I was going to um, be setting them up at a place that I had already established because I wouldn't want them risking my name, kind of like you would if you were doing an employee you're going to use the employee method. But in this method, you can actually, you can basically you can get a guaranteed income um, because you know what you're going to make. You know that I'm going to charge 75 a day for this cart. Now, here's the drawback to that is you've got to immediately do the training. You've got to get a contract with them, an agreement with them. It can be handwritten. Um, you can have a witness sign it. You can then, um, you know, have everything you want and expect from them in that agreement. Then you want to get insured or make sure your insurance covers them or have them get their own insurance that covers them and whoever they're serving while they're serving. And that's doable. If somebody wants to do this, They'll do that. Now, so now you've got, you're covered seven ways to Sunday. You've got coverage on, you know, still get them bonded. Um, make sure that their vehicle that they're towing your cart with covers their cart. Um, there's all these little things you have to do, but once you do it once, it's real easy to keep doing it. So you can do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, because it's like a cookie cutter. You figure out the way to do it, and you just keep duplicating it. Now, what you will find when you do it that way is you will be training up potential competition because the people, you know, eventually somebody's going to be looking at the numbers and go, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm making 225 a day. I'm, I'm paying this guy. But, um, you know, I don't have to go deal with the license. I don't have to deal with the red tape. A lot of them will be that way. But then you'll get the few who go, now, hold on now. He's got a card that he's renting me for $50 a day. That's roughly, because you're not going to rent it for 30 days at a time or you give them a discount like you did that, but 
if you let's say you rented it thirty days at a time and that's fifteen hundred bucks at fifty dollars a day with their location and you go, okay, I'll do it for you for a thousand. If they're if they are motivated type person, which is the kind of person you want, really, they are also going to be looking at it going, Yeah, but I can buy a cart in three months. Well, absolutely. So when I did it, I actually built in, it's in my book, I built in a way for them to just buy the cart out from underneath me and they could even buy the location. Or I'd help them find a new location. Because I didn't want them to think that they had to sneak around me to figure out a way to get going on their own because I didn't care if they went out on their own. But like in Rob's situation, like what he's, what he's kind of hinted to a little bit ago, if you've worked really hard and you found a really good location, you don't want to lose that location to some um, very motivated and zealous employee you uh, or lease you receive. That can be um, rough on somebody. So once you get to a point where you want extra parts or you know there's a need, like every day I get calls from people that go, Ben, do you know where I can get a used card? I've only got about five or six hundred dollars. You know where I can find this or that. Um, and the the problem comes in then. Can y'all still hear me? Can y'all still hear me? Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So the problem. You. Where was I, Jason? Help me out. Uh, you were talking about the problem. You just went over about, you know, you put it in there. You don't want to lose the cart to an overzealous right. employee. Right. You don't want to lose the cart or lose the location to an over. Oh, well, there, it's really nothing that you wouldn't do yourself. You're looking at it from the business end of it, and you go, man, I'm, this guy's got a good location here, and I'm paying him, and he's not going to do anything. And they start thinking their wheels start turning. And that's not a bad thing. So go ahead and make it so that they can succeed. Go listen. If at any point you decide you want to get into this business, go ahead. Well, I was telling you that I had I received a lot of calls that be people that have five, six hundred bucks, thousand bucks, don't know how to get started, don't want to build a car, or can't build a car, and they they can't find a used car or whatever. There's areas where you could put a small Craigslist ad in and just rent carts. All you'd have to do is have them licensed. They pick their location. They worry about their vendor license or their vendor permit. But you just rented them a licensed card. There's some people doing that in Florida for 75 to all the way up to 125 a day, including a commissary. And they don't provide them anything extra. They don't provide them nothing. No, here's a good location, nothing. They just rent them a card that's licensed and ready to go. Well, there's there, that is a need in this business. So once you get up and going and you can figure out a way to start – um, putting some money back so you can buy another cart, you could be renting a cart. And then there's really no liability to you. You still get the same insurance. You still do it all. But you don't have to worry about them still in the location because they're going to find them their own. You don't have to worry about them becoming competition, really. All They're just renting a cart. I've had people rent carts for me that were just doing a party, a three-day party at the lake or whatever. They just want to rent the cart. I've got somebody renting a cart for the 4th of July. Um, they're just renting it. And so I just have it insured, licensed already. They can do what they want. 
and I have rules and stipulations and a contract and all that stuff. I, I, I do all the CYA stuff that you have to do. But all, all in all, it um, that's the easiest way to me is just to rent the cart. And there is a need in the business for that. There's a need for people who have carts for rent. Um, Jason Robb. Help me out here. Um, we just had, luckily I was on, had gotten off the Skype and switched to the phone because um, we just lost power. And so I have no power, and I'm only hosting the show from um, the phone. So I can't play a commercial. I don't even know where we are in the show. So if you want to um, kind of tell me where we are, if you have any ideas on what I just brought up. Rob, can you see the board? Somebody even signed in that I was over at the chat. No, it's fine. Um, it's the the chat. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can you can um, I can get back on the board. Hopefully, the power won't be out long. Um, hopefully, I paid my bill. <laughs> um, the um, I can see that um, several people don't follow. So. Um, there's been a car wreck or something. Um, a raccoon got up into a transformer or something, but it'll be back. But do y'all have, the, Rob or Jason, do y'all have any anything to add to that, to that method? I know that I threw out a lot of information, and I don't want to confuse people and make them feel like, oh, my gosh, this is just overwhelming. Well, I, I want you to feel a little overwhelmed because I want you to know that, that it is a challenge. You you need to make the right decision here before you go buy four or five carts. There's a lot more to it, and I'm just going to have a multi-cart system going. Um, oh yeah. The, well, um, you know, maybe not. What's that? Rob brought up some good points. You know, when you were offline there, he was saying, you know, having them buy you know some things, put in some money of their own. Um, I like that idea just because, like Rob said, then they've got a little bit of a stake in it, and uh, they're not so quick to trash your equipment. I would definitely get, uh, I don't remember if we mentioned getting them bonded, um, you know, not only having the insurance, but also making sure your insurance allows it. You know, that's the other thing to make sure, because insurance can be, you know, great, and it can also be a royal pain in the butt when it doesn't cover something when it went wrong because it was the wrong policy or something like that. Um, I guess I really brought my only other thing to say is just, you know, make sure you're covered. Go over it with your insurance broker. Make sure you've got the right policy. If not, change it. Get the right policy just so that you're covered for that. And uh, I would also talk to the attorney. You know, again, make sure you're covered on the on the lease or the rental agreement or whatever it is, I, you know, um, again, I, you know, I'm not an attorney, so that's why I pay one. <laughs> um, you're, you could even get some free legal advice on a lot of that online, even from attorneys. Um, but you can even, um, talk to an accountant, talk to another business person, go on the forum, but you always want to double check. Um, I've seen some stuff come across, not the MFBA forum, but there's some other forums out there like Road Food where they'll ask a question that is um, is tricky. You know, a lot of people, if they're wise, will hesitate before offering any advice, whether it's 
good or bad, um, about taxes. You don't want to have them in a sling and then you be held accountable because you gave the advice. And the way the IRS looks at it is, hey, you gave them the advice. Um, did you tell them that, you know, you weren't an accountant? Um, and so you don't want to even take that risk. And that's why you'll, you'll hear me, even in my book, you know, Hot Dog Saved My Life, I put in there, listen, I'm not an accountant. I'm not an attorney. I'm telling you what I did and do. And so you need to um, double-check everything with the, the people that are licensed in that, that field of knowledge. Um, another thing that you can do to expand and to grow your business is to, let's say, you know some good potential spots, is try them out. And you find out that, man, this spot is just rocking. I mean, it is just rocking. You could rent the spot and the cart, and you maintain it, you pick it up, you do everything, basically. Um, so you don't have to worry about them towing your cart or insurance that way. You just have it bonded in case they stole it, you know, which hopefully you train them good enough. But I always like CYA and then double CYA. Um, yep. And if y'all don't know what CYA is, the acronym for cover your butt. Um, but if you could do that, and then you could make another five hundred a month, even if the location, you know, the location may be making three grand a month, and you'd be better off with an employee there. But you may go, you know what? It's just another headache. I'd rather just drop them off with the cart, bring them their stuff, and they give me five hundred a month. I'm giving them a location, and if they want to buy their own cart at any point and they want the location, it's still a location for five hundred a month. Um, you could even find good locations and then put it on Craigslist or put through the forum or the chat rooms and go, hey, I've got a real good location that's doing well. If you have a cart, um, call me. Um, it's a location making 3600 a month on average or whatever it's making. And you could create some additional income. And you can grow this and grow this and grow this and grow this. I, there's a, a gentleman over in Middleton, see named Nick, and he's, I think he's up to four carts, just soon to have six, and they're all Home Depots and Lowe's, because he's figured out that it's easier on him just to go through street eats, he's got guaranteed crowds, um, kind of like Jackie we had on the line, he has three or four carts out in Arizona. She's figured out that those locations, she doesn't have to go hunt them down, they're already got crowds, and she can get them, yes, she's having to pay you know, rent and stuff, but she knows that those are working. And you can do these things and make a considerable income um, fairly easily. Uh, as far as when I say easily, easier than you jumping in and going, I'm going to buy a TCBY yogurt franchise or I'm going to open up a movie theater. This is a neat business. It's unique because it has lots of ways to make money and it has a, you can continue to grow it and continue, it's limitless in the growth you can do. Now, there is a limit to what you can make as a single vendor on a single part. But I spoke to a, a vendor today, he didn't speak very good English, but um, 13 years he's been vending. And it, he does it because good money. And he makes good money. He's outside of a courthouse. 
Um, and the he's not there seven days a week. He only, he's only there five days a week. And when the courthouse is closed, he's closed. And so he's making really good income. He runs it by himself, and he's only there for the lunch, and that's it. So there's so many of these. And I don't, you know, we've already talked about, you know, blowing smoke up, you know, and, and making it sound way better than it is, or you know, doing this sales pitchy stuff with it, like the internet marketers. It's not that. It to me, it's not that way. It's not. Um, you and you and I can go out and get a cart tomorrow, and within a week, you and I will be making money, and so. I can duplicate that over and over and over in any city and town in the nation, and it's doable. And we have people on the chat room, I assume, because I can't see it, but we have people on the blogs. There's people on my Facebook page. Um, I think there's 6,000 people on the Facebook page. Get on there and talk to them. Chat with them. Go over to the forum and chat with people at the Mobile Food Vendor Association forum and get an idea of what people are doing. Now, I wouldn't walk up to a guy on the street, okay, because if he's been there longer than a week, he's already been approached more times than, than he wants. And go up to a vendor on the street and ask him how much he makes. You do pretty good here? No matter how you come about that um, conversation, he's going to know or she's going to know what your intentions are. Or at least they're going to assume your intentions are to gather information and become competition. And so a lot of vendors are very private on that, and I can't blame them. But if you're not, um, if you have time to befriend some vendors in the industry through the chat and forums, you will be able to garner enough information to make an educated decision, and you'll be able to talk to people who are making good money. Um, if you, I can't, I, I can't even see if there's calls. Um, Jason, so I don't know if even there's calls on the line. Uh, I wouldn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. And so, I take a look here. Of, this has been altogether a rough day. <laughs> and so, it didn't get any better tonight. The show. And I apologize. I'm back in case you missed me, so. Hey, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I had to grab a phone call, sorry. Um, Instead exactly, of exactly Why don't could you go into some of the ideas and stuff you wanted to share earlier? Because we kind of I hinted at it, and I I'd love it if you'd share some of that with us. Well, some of that I shared while you were fixing your goat on your string situation, um, but um, I can talk a little bit about um, you know part of the reason I'm looking at doing a little expanding. And, and doing uh, multiple carts and looking at some options and so forth is because I've really found some kick-butt locations recently. Um, I mean, all of them have been great locations, but, you know, one of the things that I've looked at, I've crunched the numbers, and if your location is not cranking close to, you know, 300-plus a day, um, don't look at hiring nobody to run it um, because it'll be kind of futile. I don't think you're really going to make enough to justify the headaches, the aggravation, all that stuff. Um, but if you can knock out, uh, and, and I'm talking, you know, setting up 10 to 3, 10 to 4 being the latest type hours, um, you know, uh, 
in a in a five to six hour day kind of thing. Uh, that's um, and you can and you can hit that three hundred plus. Um, you know, when I say plus, I mean three twenty, three twenty five. You know, four hundred hour days occasionally, and sometimes even more depends on the traffic and that sort of thing. But if you can get those type of numbers, then you can start looking and saying, hey, if I could duplicate that five times. In other words, five carts or two carts or three carts or whatever. Now we're talking. Well, yeah, and and it is good numbers and it's good money. Um, but the problem is, don't get too carried away and think I'm going to expand this, expand this. Don't get past buying carts is easy. Buying mustard bottles is easy. Buying hot dogs are easy. Don't lose sight of the business side of it. The money. Does it make sense? And my motto, I, I, you know, we know I've written a book about vending, and, and throughout the book I mention if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. So think about what you're doing, think about the math, and make sure that your location um, is going to justify hiring somebody. If it does, then fine. But don't just say, oh, it's doing $200 a day. I think I'm going to go get a cart. Well, that's fine. Have you really sat down and thought about it? And, um, you know, okay, I'm going to pay somebody whatever that is. Here in North Carolina, it's $7.25 an hour is minimum wage. You can pay as little as $2.13 if they are a tip type of employee. This would fall under that tip type employee. Now, here in North Carolina, you have to make up the difference to at least pay minimum wage. So you can offer them a couple different options here in North Carolina. You can say, all right, the minimum I can pay you as kind of a waitress, bartender type, working for tips type situation is $2.13. However, I'm going to pay you 4 bucks an hour plus any tips you make. If you do not make at least $7.25 an hour, um, then I'll pay the rest and, you know, go from there. But um, that's some options you have here. And, you know, look at all that and figure out, okay, if I hire somebody and they're going to work, Six hours. All right, is that six hours just selling? You know, the hot dogs and sales, who's going to set up the cart? Does that include any of that time? Does it include um, uh, cleaning the cart when it's you know, finished at the end of the day, restocking the cart, buying, you know, uh, inventory and all that stuff? Count all that in with these employees you're hiring and uh, how many hours are you truly going to pay them times X amount per hour and go from there and does it really make sense? Um, some of those numbers will start scaring some people once they start looking at it and go, wow, I'm going to pay that person, you know, $420 a week? Wow, okay, so I have to sell this. Then you get into what we talked about last week, which is your margins and, you know, where you at on that and how much money am I going to make once I take out food costs and propane costs and gas costs. Are they going to pick up the cart or am I going to deliver all the carts? Uh, if I'm going to deliver all the carts, Who's going to do that and how we're going to do that? How are we going to get, you know, five carts on five locations? You know, in New York City, there's a few ways they do it, but one of the ways I've seen is they have a big uh, truck with a big, huge flatbed, and they come around every morning and drop those drop those carts off. Do what, Jason? Yeah, they use them with a lift gate. Yeah, and they have a lift gate, and they drop off these uh, uh, trucks, I mean, these uh uh, carts everywhere, so you have to look at how we're going to get them there. Um, does that mean every employee that I hire has to have a trailer hitch and, and so forth? If they don't have a trailer hitch but they're a good employee, am I going to buy them a trailer hitch? Um, there's a lot to think about when you're hiring, 
Um, but at the end of the day, the key to it all is the money. Does it make sense to start hiring people and putting them at these locations? I think when I talk to people about this business and they call me for advice or whatever, and like Ben says, they come out and they say, hey, I want to buy five hot dog carts or I want to have ten hot dog carts. Well, I think at the end of the day, sometimes they lose sight of a lot of other things, a lot of the devils in the details, they like to say. And I think some people miss the boat on the details. And that can really cause you some problems and you've got three carts out or two carts, whatever the case is, and it's not making any money. You're really losing money. And it's like next thing you know, you got this cart that's now sitting in the garage that you're not using or sitting at your commissary. So really, really think about everything before you start going out and spending money. Um, think about what happens if they don't show up. Well, if they don't show up, then you're, you've lost revenue that day because you can't open up your business. You know, it's not like a, a retail shop where you've got five employees and Jim calls in sick. Well, Sue, Mary, and John and Jill will take care of the sh- sh- store while you know Jim's out. Well, that's not the case with hot dog cart locations. You do have a backup plan for when that happens. And I know I'm getting into a little some of the negatives and all that back into some of that, but I really want people to think about the money side of things and some and some real contingency plans of how they can lay out hiring employees. Um, and and what it's going to take and so forth. I think it's a great idea, or I wouldn't be thinking about it, to figure out to expand and and to do some hiring of of employees uh, and expand your cards and how many you're doing. Because if you sit down and do the numbers, I'm talking, you're you're, you're talking possibly with five carts, and and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if you take five carts and they're all doing $400 a day, and you're roughly paying somebody minimum wage here in North Carolina, $7.25, and you're running them five days a week, you're probably looking at $150,000, in your pocket after expenses. Now, there's some incidentals in there that I'm not taking into consideration, but I'm just, you're easily clearing over 100000 a year. Pretty significant, you know? Yeah, that's You'd be doing them a disservice if we didn't tell everybody, listen, you know, here here are the negatives to it. Because you... Somebody that comes along and goes, I'm going to buy me four carts, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do what Rob says. Well, we will all want you to, we want you to be successful, number one, but we don't want you to have all the hurdles that are unnecessary or the pitfalls that would be unnecessary. And you can avoid a lot of those by planning ahead. You could take, you know, I've I've been guilty of this. Take a yellow pad out. That's my favorite computer system. Is above all is my yellow pad, and I write out, okay, projected income. Okay, if I have four carts and I'm getting 800 for each one um, a month, that's 3,200. If I do that, let's see, 100 more times, that's 320,000. Um, if I just do that two more times, I'm a millionaire. And, right. and it all sounds good on paper. It's easy to write down, but it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things if you can't if you can't make that work or if you go in blindfolded and don't realize what the obstacles are. There's some really good vendors out there that have one cart and have had one cart for years, and most of those have tried multiple carts and decided, hey, this wasn't for me, because it is an extra hassle. It creates a new job for you, and it's why I don't do it now. I mean, I was making more money 
um, three years ago um, just by having multiple carts out. But it is a headache, um, and but there is some big rewards in it. So it, it depends on what, what you want to do. It's all available to you, and that's the beauty of this business. Um, yeah, Ben, I just did I the have, numbers. With five people, you're looking at a thousand. With five people doing the numbers I said, uh, and here's the great thing. It, yeah, the negatives, but the positive is the money. It's great because I just did the numbers, and this is, you know, again, kind of rough, but just on the calculator. A thousand, you can clear in your pocket after expenses, after paying somebody. Uh, it was about 44, 45 bucks a day you're paying somebody if you're paying a minimum wage six hours a day. Um, then you take into consideration 35% product cost. Um, you're at about 1080 right now. All right, so let's just go ahead and back out $200 a day in whatever, uh, insurances and any of that stuff. Uh, you're at 880 a day times five days a week. You're at $4,400 a week times, yeah. let's just say, 48 weeks a year. You're at two, uh, $211,000 uh, $211,000. Right. So the numbers are significant, and they can be good if you think it all out and you make it, it all fits in place. But what I want somebody to do if they are going to buy carts, make sure each piece fits in place. They're reaching those numbers. Now, keep in mind, that's on a $400 a day sales. Uh, if you get lower than that, those numbers change. But that was on $400 a day. You can find five locations doing $400 a day. And something else to keep in mind, obviously I'd love it if you came to Ben's Carts and bought a cart. But even Rob, who is a, I, I consider him a good friend of mine, somebody I trust, um, how many Ben's Carts do you own, Rob? None. Um, altogether total, none. And and right now when he's looking at expanding, he's, lo- he's doing the right things. He's looking at used carts and, and those types of ways because the the less money you spend getting into this, the quicker your return on investment is. You can always buy a new cart later. Well, let me um, stop you there because I really – me and you had not talked about this part yet, but I'm looking and leaning towards a new cart, and I've discussed this before previous show. If I had to do it over, I'd have bought a new cart. Expanding forward, I'm very uniform in my, my thinking. I like everything to be in a certain place, a certain location. I like things to be very consistent from you know one to the other. Going forward, I strongly suggest if you're going to add, if you've got the money, to consider a new cart. I'm considering buying new carts going forward so I can duplicate the same thing everywhere. So if I have a guy that comes and is working um, this location, A, but uh, he, this other guy wasn't able to make it, now I'm putting him on location B, the cart and everything is exactly the same. The layout's the same, everything's the same. It's kind of like a McDonald's. You know, they're pretty much all the same, or a Burger King or any of those. I try, I would like to keep it all the same. So to kind of correct you, yeah, I'm, uh, but I'm looking towards new carts going forward. Knowing what I know now, again, if I'm going to duplicate, uh, I would prefer to buy new going forward. Um, you know, if I can't budget it all in and so forth, and I find a, you know, find a good deal on a used cart, absolutely I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, but at the end of the day, how much are you truly saving? You know, we're talking over $200,000 a year, and how much are you truly saving from a used cart for a couple grand um, if you're going to buy a decent cart in this time of year, and you might find one dead of winter, January, February, December, kind of, you know, pretty cheap. But right now, pretty much a premium price. 
Uh, I've seen some carts uh, pretty much close to new cart prices um, within six, eight hundred bucks. Well, if I'm at that, I'm buying new. Um, so, you know, look at that. Um, and at the end of the day, do you really want a bunch of mishmash of carts? To me, I want them all to look the same. That's just me. Well, at that point, it, it becomes being the process being able to be duplicated, and that all falls into that where, like right. Rob things, you want to know that when you reach for that burner, it's in the same place. And right. if I have all Ben's carts here, well, that burner's going to be in the same place. I'm using the same models. Also, yeah, you get into an area with having extra parts. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to push Ben's carts, but I'm just saying, you brought, up me, a, you brought up a good point, though, because Nick in, in um, Middle Tennessee, he's actually making videos for the people that he hires, all, all on the same cart, and he's staying with all the same carts so that he he makes one video. He knows what size stickers are going to fit on every cart because they're all right. the same. So there there's benefits to that. I just didn't want to discourage people to think that they had to spend three grand to get going. Um, no, 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 they don't have to, you know. But uh, um, uh, and you're right, and I don't want to discourage people to think, oh, the only way to do it's new. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, if it used as your budget and, and that's what you think, great. Um, I'm just looking at it from my perspective. Like I said, I, I like my cart. I don't have a problem with my cart. But knowing what I know now, I've spent extra money trying to get it where I want. I would have just went ahead and spent And I got a really good deal on my cart, so I can't complain too bad. But knowing what I know now and the price difference from what I actually paid for it, got into it, total amount of money, and what I could have just ordered one for, it's usually negligible right. within fifteen hundred bucks, and I know fifteen hundred bucks can be a lot of money to a lot of people. But um, you know, either way. But you're, I mean, you you understand my point. I just, to me, I oh, like yeah. uh, I like them all. If I want to duplicate it, I want it all to be the same. So all the carts are exact, and and they're loaded the same. They're stored the same. They're they roll the same. They do everything the same, and I don't care who's running them or who's doing what with them. Well, and that way, employees can jump from one location to another. I mean. Right. You know, it makes it easier for them. It makes it easier for you. Um, you know, my one thing would be if they're really that close to pension pennies, I would say, you know, rather than five, buy four and get them new and wait a couple of weeks to get the fifth. You know, right. I, I would do it that way. Or I would only buy two, and buy them new and get them going, and then, and then come back to it just because, you know, things like wheel bearings. You know, you buy a used car, it looks great. How many people check their wheel bearings? How many guys actually right. grease their wheel bearings? How often do they do it? Have you had right. one seize on you? That's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of other things that go into it, but I would say, you know, if, if it's not your first cart, I would also say I would go new. And I would buy the same. And that way it's, it's no matter what employee works where, other than them just finding the location, the carts are the same. All the products are in the same place. The pans are in the same place. They'll fit the same way. You know, like you said, it hooks up the same way. It tows the same way. You know, uh, I, I would say go no. And if you had to cut a number, like five to four or five to three, I would do that and purchase new from that point. So that well, it, like I said, know, I realize in this economy, everybody's on their own little budget of what they can do. I was on a budget when I bought my card, so I just tell people, if it's within your budget, um, don't don't go less just because. Um, you know, again, if you find a, a cash cow or a, a big dog or a, 
uh, whatever that you're kind of interested in used, by all means buy it. But as long as it works for what you have envisioned of what you want um, and how are you going to use it and so forth. So, but that's uh, my thoughts on that subject. Well, where we leave off, Ben? Oops, we lose him? I don't know. One of the things, um, I don't know where we're going to go in the show. One of the things you mentioned, you mentioned a good point that I was going to try tying into either this show if we had enough time or another show down the road. But if we've got uh, a couple minutes while we're waiting on Ben here, uh, one of the things that um, uh, you mentioned was uh, like greasing your bearings and this and that. Uh, people, make sure you keep up with your cart. Um, and I mean, the, uh, again, going back to devils in the details, I hate to repeat myself, but um, when a cart, I, I'm very anal retentive. I want to make sure everything looks new, everything looks spotless, everything. And my cart's got some flaws, you know, it's got some scratches or whatever, and they're all going to have that. But what I'm talking about is, and I know you've seen them, you go up to a cart and the wheels used to be white and now they're rust brown and the fender one's maybe bent halfway down the other one and they're not black anymore they're kind of grayish dingy looking i don't know what color with some rust spots all over them you know what i'm talking about um, oh, yeah. rusty chains or rusty um uh tongue uh on the front and so forth take the time go spend you know, uh, a, a few hours, go get you some spray paint. It's pretty cheap. Don't buy cheap spray paint. Buy quality spray paint. It's like $3 a can. And clean your card up and, and make sure all those little details look sharp and keep them up um, all the time. Matter of fact, today I use those little Velcro tabs to keep my menus and stuff on, and they look fine, um, but they were starting to get a little dingy, starting a little being in the sun, they just start turning yellow a little bit, you know. Yeah, they get that yellow so, color to them. Yeah. So today I had I keep extra. So today this morning uh, I, I cleaned my car and then I went and uh, uh, took a, um, a, a razor blade scraper, scraped them all back off, and put all brand new, um, you know, little um, Velcro tabs on. Did I have to do it? Does it make my cart make any more money, uh, or cook any faster, or cook any better? No. But it's the little things that in, that your customers look at uh, that they say, wow, this is a short. It's kind of like going to buy a used car. If you're going to buy a used car and there's two of them, at, you know, at 10 miles apart, and they're both whatever they are you're buying, maybe they're both, um, I don't know, Cadillac Escalades. And one of them looks like it's brand new off the showroom. Everything's detailed out, clean, spotless, waxed, everything. And it's I don't know, $15,000. You go down the road, and there's one with 10,000 less miles, but it looks dingy. It looks old. Now, you can, you can look past it and think, well, I can clean all that up. It's not, it's not damaged, but it just don't look like the other one. Which one are you buying? I guarantee you most people would buy the one with 10,000 more miles on it. Even though it's got more miles, you buy the one that's sharper. The same thing when it comes to carts. When people buy off a cart, is you know they they look at uh, the the cart and they say, 
you know, wow, this this thing looks sharp. I like your outfit here. I hear that all the time, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it's um, it, it's it's because I am constantly wiping, cleaning, repainting, re-scrubbing, re-something to get it to where it looks sharp all the time. And if you do that on a consistent basis, you will stay ahead of the game. And, you know, check your tire pressures. Uh, again, maintenance, just like you would your car. But um, if you look at a kitchen, a commercial kitchen, and that's what you have when you have a hot dog car. You have a miniature commercial kitchen. Those things are spotless. Or they're supposed to be anyway. I'm not saying all of them are, but they're supposed to be. Um, you know, and you take things apart to clean it, and you do this and you do that. Um, but, you know, do your maintenance on your carts. Keep up the little things. Um, you know, repaint, touch up, um, tire pressure, uh, check your bearings, um, make sure they got enough grease in them and that sort of thing. But uh, uh, make sure your uh, all your lights are working. You know, it wouldn't take one accident, and, and, you know, you'd have some problems. Also, make sure you check... Uh, that all your things fit uh, are not loose, like any grill parts or anything, because you wouldn't want that anything to fall off while you're driving down the road and hurt somebody. But uh, there's my little take on uh, making sure that uh, people do their maintenance on their card. What do you think, Jason? Well, the maintenance is definitely a big thing. I mean, you know, my wife left to be because last Thursday I had a gig before I left. You know, we had all that rain here for a little bit off and on. Uh, the center caps on the bags on my trailer had a little bit of rust, and before I left, you now not only was the trailer washed, but I stopped and made sure I used, uh, you know, the appropriate product on there and got the rust off and, and polished those caps back up. And, uh, right. you know, I mean, they laugh at me, but, you know, I'm also the guy that with my tow trucks in the repo business, you know, once a week, the wheel lift, which drags on the ground, was shot with black spray paint to look good. You know, right. I'm also the guy who took the chrome covers off my trucks and painted all my rims black on my trucks because then when the guys ground them on the curbs, I can shoot them again. And, uh, right. you know, that's why the trucks always look good, and that's why the carts look good. And uh, the only other thing I'd add to what you say would uh, clean as you go. If you got downtime, don't sit there twiddling yep. your thumbs. Do some prep, yep. clean. You know, replace those sticky tabs on the front. You know, do you know straighten that menu. If that menu gets wet, take it down, put up a new one. You know, keep extras with you, and don't leave that kind of stuff go, and, and just use your time wisely. You know, um, I'm a big opponent of cleaning as I go. You know, yep. I'm always when I'm working cleaning as I'm going, and it just makes it easier. It's quicker at the end of the day, and it also makes your day go a little faster too. You're not just sitting there. I've never had a customer complain about me wiping uh, or cleaning while they waited. In other words, what I mean by that is, let's say I spilled some onions, and everybody spills chopped onions when they're trying to put them on a hot dog, um, and they're kind of everywhere uh, sometimes if you're in a hurry. Well, a lot of times I'll move the hot dog, and I'll move this, and I'll wipe all that down as I'm talking to the customer. And I may, I may, not, I may be delaying giving them their product, taking their money, whatever it is, I'm delaying a little bit, but I'm cleaning because I know if three or four more customers are in behind them, it's just going to, the mess is going to keep looking worse and worse. So my area, my work area, almost looks spotless between every customer. I don't care how busy I get because I take the time. I would rather clean it while the customer waits than to have a mess and then then look at it and go, man, this guy's a pig. He's a slob, you know. Um, I've never had a customer say, will you hurry up and wipe it? Exactly, you know. I've never had a customer go, will you hurry up? I'm tired of, you know, whatever. They just, they again, they they compliment you on how clean things are and stuff like that, and that's, that's important. 
makes a difference. I mean, you know, it, everybody, when we talk about branding, I mean, that's also part of your branding. You know, it's not only Rob's logo or Rob's food. It's, you know, when I come up to Rob's cart, it's always clean. He's always clean. Right. And that that's part of his brand, too. Uh, you know, people know his logo, they know his food, but part of that brand is also knowing he's clean. The cart's clean. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah that's all a part of your brand that people, you know, might forget. And that, that cart is also part of your branding and keeping it clean or, you know, sand those fenders down, prime them, shoot them with paint, and re-bolt them on. You know, maybe hit them with some clear or take them down to the local paint shop and get it done, trade them a couple lunches for it. You know, there, there's ways to get stuff done, and you just kind of have to make yourself a list and, and stay on top of it, and that's where that cleaning and working on this stuff on a regular basis makes it a lot easier than all of a sudden you're looking at your car going, oh, man, you know, i got to scrub this, paint that, clean this, change that. That list gets big, boy, you, you're not going to want to do it. And then it just gets Well, that's like last night. I know you know on carts where the fender meets the actual cart itself, there's a gap there normally. Well, occasionally stuff would fall in there, an onion or something. I was like, man, that looks terrible, and I can't get it out without scraping that with a pocket knife or washing it out. So the other day I went and got some silver silicone, um, 100% pure silicone, um, and went in and filled that gap. You know, just take the time where, you know, little things you see, um, it, it, like I said, it goes a long way when you take those little details and, and your cart looks good and so forth. But did we ever get Ben back? Did Ben ever come back? I haven't heard him. I'm wondering if uh, he lost. Uh, we, we know he lost power. So I'm wondering if his phone died. Huh. So, uh, no, we'll just you know we'll keep going on. You know, we talked well, about I'll leasing. Talk, I'll talk. I'll talk about my uh, location. Um, I, I'm not going to disclose where exactly the location is uh, um, or many details about it because I'm in the process of working some details out with these people uh, on a larger scale, so I can't go into a lot of the details with it. Um, but I will say this. Um, I've worked it for a few days now, and on one day last week, I hadn't worked it this week yet, but I'm working it tomorrow. Last week I worked it, and we did uh, – $100 an hour for three hours. So basically I worked three hours and sold $300 worth of product. The very next day, went back, worked it again, and we did um, $400 in four and a half hours. And when I give these exact, I mean, when I we're like $398 or, you know, uh, <laughs> 304 or whatever. So I'm just giving you rough estimates, but it's right all over the exact numbers of $300 uh, and $400. So to give people ideas, I know we're talking kind of random tonight a little bit once we got out of the multiple locations, but um, it uh, that's why I tell that these that's part of the reason I'm looking at expanding. If you can find those type of locations and find enough of them, you can expand your business. Because it's like, wow, if I could do that here and then I could find one like it and do that, you know, again and duplicate it, wow, you know, now you're talking some pretty serious money. That, that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, making it, like when we talk about using the same card, you know, menu, all that stuff, making sure that you can copy this from location to location. 
and that people can jump in and fill it in and, and work each location of the same menu, same card. Might be a different location, but you've got all your stuff set up and, you know, menu is probably another thing, you know, going into multiple locations. I mean, we haven't really talked about that yet. Do you allow them to do their own menu? You know, if they're working under your name or do we, you know, have them keep one solid menu all the way, all the way across the board? Well, uh, you know, there's some issues with um, trying to decide which way you want to go um, with, to me, if you're not going to just do sole, uh, solely a lease, uh, you know, like be on something about with lease with option to buy almost, um, you know, kind of with a one dollar buyout after a year or something, where they're kind of their own little deal. You you supply them with the cart and they just do their own thing, uh, find their own locations and stuff like that. I don't mind so much them doing their own thing with my guidance because obviously they're successful. They're going to you know stay with you and buy it, buy you out, and all that stuff. You know, buy your cart out. But if they are if you're finding locations, I like to pretty much. I, I I'm leaning towards making them do it a certain way, you know, certain menu, my menu, my product, uh, the way I do it uh, with training. That's just me personally. So that makes sense. Though, you know, get them trained. That way, everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's working the same, producing the same product. All you know, it all goes along that way. I'll tell you what, give me uh can you talk for a minute, Rob? I wanna uh I wanna text Ben, see if I can get him. Alright. See if he just lost everything. I'll be right back with you. Alright, thanks. Well guys, we hate all the technical difficulties tonight. We don't uh our uh chief engineer uh is out uh with the flu and uh I'm kidding, we don't have a chief engineer. <laughs> ben Ben pretty much does it all, so we don't have uh the luxury of chief engineers and, and that kind of thing. But we try passing on good information that people can depend on um, and, and hopefully succeed. Um, and if anybody has any questions, they can call in uh, the show or you can uh, put them in the uh, uh, chat section or send us an email or a text message, either one, whatever you prefer. Um, uh, the um, I'm trying to think what I was going to talk about um I really, going forward with trying to grow, uh, I've looked at it a bunch of different ways, and I really personally like the option of leasing the card itself, but yet telling them how you kind of want them to do it um, and having them responsible for buying some things. Um, Because here's the deal. If they really want to, like Ben said, go on their own, you know, some people may have no desire. Hey, look, I just need a part-time job. Um, that's all I want. I don't, I don't care anything about the hot dog cart business. Um, but if and that's how you advertise your um, employment ad, whether that be Craigslist, local newspaper, whatever, um, you can structure it to get the responses you want. Do you want people to uh, contact you about potentially getting in their business? You know, you're helping them lease a cart kind of thing. You truly are going to hire them straight out. You can word it both ways, and you can say, uh, we're looking to hire uh, somebody to run a hot dog cart. You know, it's four days a week. It's blah, blah, blah. We pay minimum wage plus tips, all those things. Uh, We also have other programs potentially available. 
for leasing carts or starting your own business with our help, please contact us, you know, whatever. So you can kind of word it to get both. You can do two separate ads. You can do it a couple different ways. And uh, do you that. Get ready for but, some strange uh, responses in your ads, too. Oh, yeah, uh, you'll get uh, I did. I did an ad recently in the past few days, and, wow, I've gotten about, I don't know, 50, 60 responses at least in, in less than 48 hours. Um and they're all over the board. I had one guy that was a chef at a country club. I had, uh, you know, of course, the typical, hey, I'm wanting to work in the summer high school type person. I, um, you know, looking to go to college, just trying to save up a little bit of money this summer or trying to save up for a car or whatever. Or, hey, I want to get in the business. I'd like to uh, work and help me, you know, teach me how to do it kind of thing. I got, uh, I got it all over the board. Um, I said I literally had people out of culinary school apply um, to, you know, just a standard, hey, I'm a hard worker type person, apply. So pretty interesting when you start uh, getting into all that. Uh, keep in mind, too, one thing Ben hadn't mentioned, when it gets into hiring employees, um, there are laws and regulations, even down to your ads that you place can have to be worded a certain way. They can't have certain things that you mention or say in it, um, you know, those type things. So look at your laws in your town. You don't want to get in trouble, uh, your state and federal laws, uh, because there are laws the way you handle that. There's certain things you can ask. There's certain things you can't. Um, there's certain things that um, you can uh, ask of them, uh, all all kinds of things involved. So make sure you research all that. Don't get yourself in trouble uh, by placing an ad. Um, I know even uh, my family's in real estate, so we have to be careful even when we advertise uh, houses. You can't say certain things a certain way. Um, that uh, and, and this all gets into uh, sexual stuff, racial stuff, all kinds of things, age, discrimination, all kinds of things that you got to look out for. So be careful. Make sure you research your laws when you're starting to place ads and interviewing people. Um, you know, and also make sure on Craigslist. A Craigslist is a useful tool because it's free, but be a little careful. Craigslist can cause some problems. What my suggestion, if you're going to hire somebody, is have them don't meet at your house. Either A, possibly meet them at the commissary with other people there. Don't meet them by yourself at the commissary at 9 o'clock at night. Or have them meet you at the cart when you know you're potentially going to be slow. And just tell them. Say, hey, look, you know, um, I want to be working tomorrow at such and such location. Could you come by at 3 o'clock? Because you know you're going to start winding down, and typically you pull out of there, you know, start packing up about 3, 3.30, so you'll start talking to them as you're packing up and, you know, whatever, if you need to stay a little longer. Um, so, again, don't put yourself in a compromising position uh, with anybody that you are potentially looking at hiring. Um, you know, do it in a public place or just meet them at a restaurant or something like that. But, uh, you know, because especially using Craigslist, there's some, there's some weirdos out there. There are some freaks on Craigslist, that's for sure. Uh, I did hear back from Ben over text. He uh, lost signal. He apologizes to everybody. And uh, with him losing power, he can't sign back in to Blog Talk Radio to the control panel because he's already signed in. Right. So uh, he apologized to everybody, and Rob and I will try and carry on the best we can and just close out, you know, a little while. I guess we've got about, what, 20 more minutes or so of show. But uh 
just so everybody knows, you know, Ben apologizes for the technical difficulties, and uh, you know, Ben and I'll try and carry the torch till next week for him, and you know, close out the show tonight. And uh, I'm sure we can uh, catch up on, you know, exactly what Ben wanted to cover because you know now we can't even see the other points he wanted to cover. But uh, so, but back to uh, Craigslist, and uh, you know, the other thing is, I I I would recommend, even though Craigslist Craigslist has some freaks. I would still recommend trying it in the beginning and like Rob talked about being careful and then eventually you might have to go if if you can't find the people you need you might have to go to a local newspaper. But I'll tell you another free source um is the Employment Security Commission. Um here in North Carolina we have uh, our Employment Security Commission and all you have to do is go in and tell them the job that you're trying to fill and you can even do it where they fill out an application at the location at the Employment Security Commission, and you come by once a week and get the applications. They don't. Even, you can do it blindly. You can't. You don't have to give them your name. You can just tell them, "Hey, this is uh, just like on Craigslist. You can do it blind. It's running a hot dog cart, and and it's uh, they, if they ask what company, say we don't disclose that. You fill out the application. If they're interested in you, they'll contact you. Yeah. So at our local that, Employment Security Commission, that's an awesome resource. Yeah, and and they it's actually people coming to some people call it the unemployment office here they call it the employment security commission I don't know if that's state or federal but either way it's employment security commission here and um, they um, uh, so if they come in and somebody says what kind of experience do you have and they says well I got restaurant experience or I was a short order cook uh, a few years ago and I enjoyed that uh, but here I've been a, I've been a security guard for the past two years and I lost my job, really don't want to get back into security work, and then the, the interviewer will ask, would you be interested in, you know, restaurant work again? They say, sure, they'll, they'll pull up, so well, let me see what we got available. Uh, yeah, I'd like to work in the Greensboro area. Um, oh, well, here we go. we got a, you ever want to run a hot dog cart? There's a, a posting for a hot dog cart. There's one, uh, there's one at Carrabba's Restaurant. There's one at, you know, Lone Star. Uh, well, the hot dog cart thing seems interesting. Let me, uh, what's that about? Well, fill out this application. If they want to talk to you, they'll you know call you back for an interview. Blah blah blah. You know they'll give you the they'll give the specifics of whatever you give them. So if you give them a pay uh, range or any of that stuff, the hours, um, you know if there's heavy lifting involved or long hours on your feet, those type things. Um, veterans preferred or veterans get preferential treatment as far as in the process of hiring. There are some veterans things you can get away with as far as saying hey. Um, you know, we we uh, would give uh, veteran preference um, on hiring somebody. That, by the way, if you're going to hire people, um, uh, strongly consider looking at our vets coming home uh, from uh, this getting out of the military and, and has been uh, these two wars over the past while. Um, a lot of these folks are looking for um, employment. I highly suggest that you possibly uh, at least look. I don't. Uh, I've never been the type to say, "Oh, hire them, hire them because they're a vet only." If they meet the criteria and you feel like that you can put them in a position, uh, I strongly suggest that you uh, try hiring our veterans, if at all possible, um, because they a lot of them are having a tough time in that transition of uh, coming home, and, and a lot of people. And I'm not getting on my soapbox, but a lot of people don't quite. Um, Understand the military um, when, especially if you're in a uh, an infantry type role, you don't have a lot of quote unquote job skills 
Um, you know, your your job has has been something that's typically not called for in the civilian world. So they have a lot of tough times sometimes coming out trying to get jobs past that. Um, so really consider bringing those guys on. Um, I'll talk a little bit about. Um, uh, it's funny. We were uh, I was uh, stopped by my barber shop and uh, just chatting with him a few minutes. And there, a guy was in the barber chair. And, he was talking uh, about uh, my locations, you know, and I was talking about expanding. And the guy says, "Well, that would be a pretty good uh, guy sitting in the barber chair." I said, "Well, that'd be pretty good for a high school kid trying to make some money for the summer. That seems like a pretty easy job." And uh, you know, I was sitting there and I said, "Well, sir, I don't mean to try making hot dog carts uh, the uh, uh, rocket science, but however." <laughs> Let me give you the details that you're probably missing here. Um, what people don't – I'll tell you, colleges should pay attention to hot dog carts because they really, really could take um, a whole semester and turn it into Business 101 and really oh, explain yeah. it on a hot dog cart because I've never – and my father mentioned this too. One thing about a hot dog cart that's really amazing is everything, it, it touches every facet of owning a small business, but on a very small, palatable scale for most people to tolerate and understand and, and hopefully succeed. But it reaches government regulations, it, it, it's insurances, um, uh, inventory, you know, the, uh, inventory, uh, inventory management, uh, quality control, um, Constantly customer looking relations. for new products or, yeah, customer service, uh, cleanliness and, and appearance and banking. I mean, it's all there on a hot dog cart. So when this guy in the chair said this, I kind of chuckled. And I said, well, sir, I said, you know, the thing about it is, let me give you an example. Let's say you're really busy and you've got, uh, you know, I don't say a line, but you've got four people in line and, and it's really, it's right at lunch. And you look down and you've gone through most of your hot dogs and you have like four left. And you look at the line and there's four people in line. Well, most likely somebody's going to order more than one hot dog. So at some point you either either stop what you're doing and say, can y'all give me two seconds to drop some more dogs? Or do you just keep going until you run out and tell the next person, I'm sorry, I'm out. I have to cook some more. Yeah, I'd stop right there in front of everybody. Right. So you have to be a thinker. You have to be a little quick on your feet. And, you know, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. You were talking about keeping up with your cleaning, do it a little long, and don't wait until you have a mess or wait till later. Um, that's kind of the same thing. And you got to – it takes a little bit of thinking. And now I've got to be able to count back change, and, and I've got to be able to figure out, all right, how many dogs do I need? And then you have to look, all right, I have 12 dogs left, and it's 3 o'clock, and I'm leaving, or I have four dogs left, it's 2.45, and I'm usually leaving between 3 and 3.30. Do I put more dogs down or not? Yep. You know, and I have three left or four left. Well, I don't know. But do I want to run out? So, again, you could have some high school or some kid that don't really care, don't really, is not a critical thinker, and can say, well, man, I've got an hour, you know, an hour left or 45 minutes left, I'm going to put down some more dogs so I don't run out. I got fussed at last time I ran out of hot dogs. So they put down, you know, uh, a, a whole package of 32. Well, they come, you know, back, you know, at the end of the day and there's like you know, 22 of them left. But they had to throw away. 
So, again, it's a little more to it, and people, until you get out there and work it, um, it it's a little more than just, uh, oh, even as a hot dog cart. <laughs> so, um, before I yeah, before so. I go after the uh, the high school, or I mean, I, I'd be looking at retirees and uh, teachers are a good source for summertime help. Sure, you know, a lot of them. I mean, I don't have a problem. Yeah, but here, keep in mind, folks, when when you're hiring somebody, even a high school, I'm not saying the high schoolers don't have the capability of doing it. I'm just saying if you're not there to train them and explain some of these things, some people. Well, most people, 99% of the people will never, ever take care of it like you. Yeah. If you're a successful business person, I promise you, 99% of the people you hire to run your cart will not run it like you want 100%. There's just no way. It just doesn't happen. If you're the type of person that don't really care, you're just kind of you're making a little bit of money, you're running your cart, you don't really care one way or another, there's a good chance they may run a cart better than you. Literally. Um, I mean, don't have I, had a, I had a young girl that worked for us with the pizza business, and she could run it better than two of my partners. She was right. more attentive to the customers, kept it very clean. You know, she knew everything there. She could work the oven. She could work the counter. She could make pizza. And, uh, you know, those two partners couldn't even make pizza. You know, didn't even right. want to take the effort to learn. And, you know, this young girl did it, but then we've also had a few that didn't last more than a couple hours, you know, because they right. wanted to be texting and things like that. And, you know, that's right. the other thing. You can't be shy with employees. I mean, it's your business. If you if you can't fire somebody, you know, you might want to think about not expanding past what you can handle. I mean, having right. a couple cars, having a couple employees, you got to be able to fire, hire, train. Uh, you know, these are all the other things that go into it. It's not just buying five cars. I mean, you know, I had a manager that couldn't fire anybody and, you know, wound up taking them out from manager because, you know, what are you going to do? You can't correct these people. You can't train them. Great employee, horrible manager. So, Going you know, back to other... watching out for how you hire people, what you say, what you don't say, uh, what you place in your ads and all that stuff, keep in mind, once you hire somebody, now there's even more of a risk that you've got to do things the right way. And, you have, and that all based, there's obviously federal laws and federal guidelines that you have to follow, but there's also usually state and occasionally, I guess, could be uh, local uh, stuff. But most of it is federal. But, um, you know, you get into, if you hire a female or you're a female and you hire a male and you're telling dirty jokes and you're this, you can get into sexual harassment type suits pretty quickly. Um, you so you're now a business owner and you're hiring employees. You have to do things a lot different um, than, and you have to watch yourself. Um, you also have to consider if you're going to fire somebody. Um, do you have grounds to fire them? Um, did you cover your has bases? Did you, yep. Yeah, has it been Good documented? Morning. Now, keep in mind, if you catch somebody stealing, you send in a mystery shopper and they blatantly stole. There is no warnings. I understand that, but if it's something like they're not checking not temperature, cleaning. and that's yep. yeah, or not keeping the car clean, or something like that. Going in and just firing somebody over a few onions because you had a bad day, and, and there's a few onions spread out on the on the counter or, or the table or the cart, and you're ticked off, and you just look, man, you're, you're this is it. I'm, I'm, I don't need you here. Just leave. And then you know, next thing you know, they file a complaint. So you, you now take on a different role, and you have to cover yourself because if not, you, you open yourself to some liability risk. Um, 
with an employee, not only for what the employee could do to, to cause harm to you or your business, but you expose yourself to what the employee could turn around and, and do to you uh, as far as possible lawsuits or, or anything else. Wrongful yeah, really termination, hostile workplace, right. I mean, there's so many things. Right. You know, uh, so, document, again, document, you, document. You know, you have absolutely. to uh, literally keep keep records of all this. You know, hey, Rob didn't clean the onions up again. I had to warn him for the third time, and, you know, now it's two days off of work, and, you know, I had three warnings, and I, I gave him a copy of it, and I made him sign one for me, so I have it for my records. So this way, if he tries to flight it on unemployment, I can say, well, no, I did warn him. Here's the three warnings that he signed. Here's the last one, so he got two days off. And that the next time it's a fireable offense. Yeah, and, and if you uh, have, and, and you may want to have at least, you know, some, some a small policy and procedure um, handbook. If, if it's nothing more than one page with ten or twelve, fifteen important things that you want to make sure of. If it's very important for you that they wear their shirt that you provide them, and not some strip club T-shirt or, you know, the uh, FU T-shirt or something like that, then you need to make sure that it's in writing. Um, or we do not allow visible piercings or whatever. You don't want this guy you've hired does a pretty decent job for you. Next thing you know, he's got his nose pierced and his ear pierced with a chain going between the two. Or he pierces, yeah, or he pierces between his eyes, and now he has like this big long um, spike sticking out of his head or something crazy, and you're like, whoa, dude, you can't have that. Well, you didn't say I couldn't have that. So you get into those things. So. If there's anything that you think is important to your business, you need to have it in writing and that they sign that they got a copy of that, whatever that is. Um, again, if they're, and you also want to have uh, rules in place as far as if they get hurt. And I mean everything from a simple burn to breaking a leg, any of that stuff, there should be some type of procedure they follow, you know, to immediately notify you or whatever the case may be. And all this needs to be in some form of. Do I, Jason? Right, exactly. Have a contingency plan. The other thing you may want to consider is, is providing some type of phone. Um, that, that they can't say mine wasn't working or whatever, you can buy the, um, and I'm not going to plug a name, but you can buy those prepaid cars, uh, prepaid phones um, uh, pretty cheap. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, I think Cricket, Track Phone, there's a bunch of them, Boost. Um, if you want to keep one of those on the cart and say, hey, you know, this is the business phone. Uh, and that's the other thing, mentioning phones. You know, if it's a policy, that they're not to be on the phone other than for emergency purposes, no texting, no no personal business while they're working for you. Um, that needs to be in writing. So there's no question when you come in and you pull up blindly to the cart to check on them one day and there's five people in line and they're sitting back texting with their back to somebody, uh, back to, you know, their back turned to everybody doing a text message to their girlfriend. I mean, because you're going to probably lose your mind when you see something like that. <laughs> So you, you better have some. It's not writing, you know. The, right. The, uh, exactly. Billboard so, for unemployment is going to say it didn't happen. Right. So you better have some some ways to protect yourself on some different levels, and and keep in mind, folks, could we be? 
I guess, overthinking this a little bit, somewhat. But I'm kind of the cautious guy. Um, you know, it's like I have too much insurance usually than probably I need and little things like that. Um, that's why I um, – but I give you worst-case scenario, typically when I talk. Uh, I know there's people that run carts all the time. They just hire whoever they want to. They don't really care, and they've never had anything major happen, and they've been doing it for years. You know, it takes a um, long time, though, right? Right. So I mean, you know, can I? I don't say overthink it. I guess some, in some people's perspective, I do overthink sometimes when it comes to things like this. But I do give you the worst case scenario. If you're not that kind of person and you're more of a laid back. A um, little bit of risk taker, a little bit, hey, I'll just let the chips fall where they make, no big deal. I understand, that's fine. I'm just giving you how I look at it and, and what you need to look at uh, potentially, you know. Well, we have so about we got, we got minutes left, more, yeah, We have three minutes. Yeah. Well, so they, uh, I've had a wonderful time. I hope that, uh, hate all our technical difficulty, I hope everybody, everybody has enjoyed the show. We... Um, We've kind of rambled a little bit tonight. I apologize. We've tried staying on no track. No commercials, yeah. No commercials, so we've, we've been kind of uh, wide open tonight. I've stayed off to lemonade, so that's helped. And um, but, uh, I, I'm not a professional. I'm a co-host. That's why I don't uh, call the shot. Uh, but uh, I don't mind filling in and helping. And then, um, if anybody has any questions, follow up um, that we need to help answer that we missed. Um, feel free to do that uh, with a, uh, an email or text message or whatever. Say, hey, y'all don't want to be on the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, just let us know. Uh, we'll be glad to address that. Any closing statements or uh, arguments? Uh, a couple, for, for couple new counsel? things. Uh, I have uh, a new one that I don't don't think we have up on the website yet. It's called Kid Stuff. K i d s t u f f dot com. And uh, they're a company that provides basically the toys, bags, boxes, all kinds of happy meal items for vendors like us. Got some good pricing. They're offering, um, I think it was either 10 or 15% off. I'll have to double check uh, off your first order. Uh, also, I just started the uh, application process for our members to be able to get uh, group rates for AFLAC. So I had a meeting today and met with them, and it was pretty positive. Also had a meeting this week with Mercury Processing Sales View. They are uh, real excited about joining up with us and dropping some of the fees on the sales view setup. So that's something else in the works. We're just trying to hammer out the deal, and then hopefully we'll be posting that soon. And uh, I guess that's about it. And the only other thing I'd say is just, hey, guys, if you can post uh, and vote for Ben or repost it to other places, ask friends and families, they can vote on that Chase thing. I'd love to see if we can get them the votes needed to uh, get them entered into the rest of that contest. And that's, you know, about all I have right now. Anybody needs any help, shoot an email, post on the forum. And, uh, you know, again, we apologize for the technical difficulties tonight, but hopefully we, uh, you know, carried on. So uh, I guess I will talk to you guys next week. We do thank the Mobile Food Vendors Association for their sponsorship and all the uh, sponsors of the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Um, if you're not a member of the Mobile Food Vendors Association or the MFBA, it's also known as, please go visit the site at mymfba.com. Take a look at that. Uh, it's got some really good deals. It, uh, it's a really good organization that you guys may want to consider. Um, it actually helps you uh, uh, with, some, with some good deals that me and Jason and some other people help put together. Uh, but anyway, we thank our sponsors and we thank the Mobile Food Vendors Association for 
uh, sponsoring the show. If you have any questions or anything, feel free to let us know. Uh, or if you have a, um, a request for a future show, please to send that to Ben or uh, one of us that you would like a topic discussed at a show. Um, just let us know. I appreciate it, and I hope everybody has a great night and a great weekend. Have a good week, guys. See you next week. Thanks, Rob. Yep, thanks, Bob. See you, buddy.